Today's topic is about health. We call it New Start. Hello, my radio friends. Or should I greet you with God loves you? I hope it has been well with you this week just gone by. In all the ups and downs of life, it is my hope that you continue to trust God. He does not promise that we will never have problems, but he does care for each person very much. If you read through the book of Psalms, the longest book in the Bible, many of the Psalms are written by King David. I notice that he always gave thanks to God when things had gone well for him. And when things had gone badly, he turned to God for comfort and help. But how can I bother God with all my little joys and sorrows, you may ask? You can do precisely that, because he invites you to. Come unto me, all you who labour and are heavy laden, he says, and I will give you rest. That's found in the book of Matthew, chapter 11, verse 28. Last week we had a heavy topic on prophecy from the book of Daniel. This week we will lighten up a bit and consider ten pointers for good health. It's from the acronym NEW START, that is N-E-W-S-T-A-R-T. And each of these letters stands for something that should be considered for good health. Well, the first letter, N, stands for nutrition. That, of course, is what we eat and drink. Probably the golden rule to good nutrition is to eat a balanced diet, consisting mainly of cereals, fruit, vegetables, nuts, legumes like peas and beans, and all these, as I've named them, are plant-based foods. There should only be minimal amounts of meats and dairy products. In all our eating, it is good to choose a wide variety. A few weeks ago, I shared with you quite a lot of information about diet from the book The China Study by Dr. T. Colin Campbell. It is a book well worth reading. I purchased my copy through the internet from ABE Books. It was interesting to note how the meat industry, the dairy industry and even the egg industry have tried to influence and in fact have successfully influenced government bodies to set standards of how much protein and other nutrients there should be in the daily adult intake. In the United States, the recommended protein intake is 35%. That is way above what is necessary. Dr. Campbell and his associates recommend around 12%. Many non-animal foods contain proteins, especially legumes and nuts. 
and it is not necessary to eat large quantities of meat to have pr uh, sufficient proteins in your diet. Coming back to the issue of having a wide variety of foods in your diet, I want to say that what we call fast foods, quick, ready-prepared foods, are not particularly good if they become the staple diet. Just now and again is not too harmful. Fast foods generally contain lots of cholesterol forming fat, lots of salt and quite often lots of sugar. Your diet is an indicator of your likelihood to getting heart disease, stroke, diabetes, cancer and many of these common diseases. They are called lifestyle diseases. I know that there are some people who absolutely abuse their bodies by doing all the wrong things, yet, strangely, live long, healthy lives. That's marvellous. But how will I know if I'm one of them? Should I take that risk and abuse my body? It seems to me that we are wise to do what we know is best for us, and not take risks with our health. Foods to avoid are sugary drinks, large quantities of meat and dairy foods, salty, sweet and fast foods, and foods with little or no fibre. You may be aware that children who do not eat breakfast often have difficulties in school. They have difficulty in concentrating and their academic performance is usually substandard. Some organisations have taken the responsibility to provide underprivileged children with breakfast at school. It has made a lot of difference. Cast your eye around places like shopping centres and observe how many overweight people there are too much junk food and or too much food is usually the problem. Diet is very important as what you take into your body becomes you. If you consume lots of sugary drinks for example you will most probably end up overweight, lethargic and not terribly happy about your looks. I once worked in an area where the majority of people were on social welfare. These people received their welfare payments each fortnight. Nearing the end of each fortnight, some of these people had run out of money and run out of food. Their children would come to school without any lunch, or sometimes with only a packet of two-minute noodles which they would eat dry. One day I decided to see what the parents were buying when they went shopping and I was very surprised to see in their shopping trolleys things like frozen pizzas, sugary cereals, sweets and chocolates, white bread, cakes and biscuits. I thought to myself at the time that they'd do much better if they chose things like rolled oats, 
wholemeal bread and fruit and vegetables. In the long run, it would cost much less and be more nutritious. We are what we eat. So that's the end of the section on diet. So we've done the N. Now we start with the E. Can you guess what E stands for? Well, E stands for exercise. You might eat properly, but everyone needs exercise. The human body was made to move. In the National Geographic study on longevity, it was noted that the people groups in the study were active. Some were active in growing their own foods. Others were active with set times of exercise each day, like walking for an hour, bike riding and workouts in the gym. What benefits come with exercise? Well, there's better muscle tone, better blood circulation, clearer minds, the ability to stay on a task for longer, less obesity, better moods and often less disease. It is recommended that what exercise we do should elevate our heart rate for at least 20 minutes per day. Some of you may be thinking, ah, I'm too busy to exercise. I want to say to you that you are too busy not to exercise. Make time or change your routines. Instead of going on a lift, take the stairs. Instead of driving to the closest car park, go further away and do some extra walking. Instead of catching the bus at the closest stop, walk to the next one. Walk the dog. Incorporate exercise into your daily life. You can find something to do. People with sedentary occupations such as office workers, teachers, dentists, accountants, CEOs, secretaries and the like have very little exercise in the course of their everyday work. They are in danger especially when their food intake exceeds their energy output. Each needs to cancel the other out. My younger brother lives in Western Australia. He had a scare when an overweight friend almost died. My brother was overweight as well, although he had tried over many years to lose weight. At last, in desperation, he went to see a doctor who advised him to cut out all food that was white, to exercise each day, and eat just a little less than what he thought was enough. It worked. In the mornings he walks for an hour, has cut out white bread, potatoes and cakes, and he eats just a little bit less than he would normally. He has lost 40 kilos of weight. He feels much less lethargic. He looks better 
and he now has had to buy a whole lot of new clothes. He is so pleased that some simple advice put into practice has brought about such positive results. We all need to exercise appropriately. Well, so far we've talked about nutrition and exercise and now we get to the next letter of this acronym, W. Do you think you know what W stands for? Well, it's for water. Water is a marvellous substance. We wash and bathe in it and we are mostly made from it. It cleanses inside and out. Drink plenty of it. Start your day with a glass of water. Certain recommendations have been made that the adult human should drink six or eight glasses of water per day. I find that's not a problem in summer, but not so easy in the winter. Is a bottle of soft drink or a cup of tea or a mug of coffee okay, you may ask? Frankly, the answer is no. The things that go in soft drinks, tea and coffee are harmful. Caffeine, which is uh, one of the main ingredients, is a stimulant and excites the nervous system, making you feel good. But when it is worn off, you feel lousy and you have to have that caffeine dose again. Caffeine belongs to a group of stimulatory drugs, such as nicotine, which peps you up for a while. Tea also contains caffeine. Soft drinks are sugar-laden. Why do you think some of the soft drink companies are using alternative sweetening additives instead of sugar these days. In short, they are responding to the bad reputation of sugar. Yet, of course, they still want to sell their products. We do not really need to add flavourings or sweeteners to water. It is good without modification. A few years ago, I decided to add just a little cordial to the water that I drank through the day. But after a while, I found my teeth were on edge. So I decided to go back drinking plain water again. At the same time, I decided to stop drinking hot drinks. The teeth became normal, and I found I did not miss sweeteners. These days... I find that my food is much sweeter than I thought it was and my palate has changed. Generally, I start and finish the day with a glass of water besides what I drink through the day. What about fruit juices? Fruit is usually beneficial to our health, but watch out when it comes to fruit juice. Read the labels. If the bottle is labelled fruit juice drink, the drink will be made with reconstituted fruit juice, water and lots of sugar, sucrose. If the label says pure fruit juice, it'll be okay. But remember the drink will have calories. 
Water has no calories. It is the best drink. So that's um, the N-E-W letters of the acronym, and now we begin on the start. And the first letter there is S. S stands for sunshine. Here in Australia, there's usually enough sunshine. But is sunshine good for our health? Well, yes and no. In moderate amounts, it is good, because sunshine falling on our skin leads to the production of vitamin D, which in turn is necessary to keep skin and bones healthy. Vitamin D is necessary for our bodies to absorb calcium from our food. Rickets is a disease which results from lack of vitamin D. Rickets was a common problem for mine workers, people who worked down underground in the mines, mine workers in the past, because they hardly ever had any sunshine fall on their skins. On the other hand, overexposure to sunshine can lead to melanomas and other skin cancers. Many of these are incurable and become a death sentence for their victims. In Australia, the incident of skin cancer is quite high. Five minutes of sunshine on the face and hands is sufficient for your vitamin D needs each day. To be out in the sunshine brightens your mood and outlook. There are people who live in high-latitude countries where there is practically no winter sunshine. Some of them have to have therapy where they sit in front of very bright lights to break them out of their depression. Sunshine is necessary for our physical, psychological and emotional health. Now we come to the next letter in the acronym, which is T. Can you guess what T might stand for? Well, the word is temperance. The word temperate means free from extremes. In order to maintain good health, we must avoid any practice that could be described as extreme. Overeating or binge drinking are examples of intemperate behaviour. Having too much coffee can lead to coffee poisoning. I once heard of a man who consumed a lot of watermelon and milk. This led to his becoming very sick. Too much alcohol, as you know, will lead to not only intoxication with all the consequences, but continued overuse of alcohol will lead to liver problems. It is possible to have too much of a good thing. Sunshine, for example. Temperance applies to too much or too little at any one time or too much or too little over a long period of time. Too much exercise at once can lead to sore muscles and cramp. 
too little exercise over a long period of time can lead to obesity and poor physical condition. The best practice is to be temperate in everything we do. The next letter in the acronym is A. A stands for air. Air is necessary for life, let alone health. Fresh air is best. Standard medical practice in the 1700s and thereabouts was to keep a sick patient in a darkened room with all the windows and doors closed. These conditions provided a perfect environment to keep the patient sick for longer than normal. Sunshine and fresh air go together, and a sick patient given these could expect to recover much more quickly than the one in a stuffy, dark room. There has been much said about polluted air and the possibility of getting lung cancer from it. Exhaust fumes and factory smoke fallout are two examples of polluted air. Studies in the city of Port Pirie in South Australia have shown that factory fallout seems to have had a significant effect on the mental development of the children in the city. One of the worst pollutants is cigarette smoke. Cigarette smoking is not something which improves health. Instead, it destroys health and puts a huge load on the health system. Premature ageing, heart disease, cancer, especially of the lungs, and a host of other ailments are the legacy of smoking. Smoking has nothing good going for it. Besides all the above listed problems associated with smoking, families are destroyed. That is, when a, a senior family member dies. I once heard someone say, there is one sure answer for a person to stop smoking, and that's death. Besides being health-destroying, the habit of smoking is costly to maintain. It's dirty and addictive. Fortunately, the legislators in this country of Australia are aware of the significant dangers of tobacco smoking and have passed laws for smoking to be banned in public places as well as requiring labels, warning of the dangers of smoking, to be placed on cigarette packages. Let the air we breathe be pure, and let there be plenty of it. That's another thing for maintaining good health. We're getting closer to the end. So we've had... Uh, Quite a few already, and now we're down to the letter R. R stands for rest. Human beings need time for rest and for sleep. Eight hours per 24-hour day, day seems to be the recommended amount of time an adult human should have in sleep. Children need more, and teenagers need more. 
In our modern lifestyle with television and computers, it seems that many people are getting far less rest than they should. Some of the problems associated with lack of rest and sleep is lowered concentration and a feeling of lethargy. Of course, some people try to compensate for their lack of rest by taking caffeine or some other pep-up drugs, which act on the nervous system and makes one feel active and bright until it wears off. Their solution is then to give their tired body another caffeine kick to get it going again. A person should have enough rest so that when he or she wakens in the morning, he or she should feel recharged and ready to face the issues of the new day without the need of stimulants. Experiments have been done where the efficiencies of driving a car while intoxicated or while being sleep-deprived. It was found that sleep-deprived people performed as badly or even worse when sleep-deprived as when they were intoxicated. Laurie was a ferry driver operating a ferry near a small town in South Australia, taking motor vehicles across the River Murray. At one stage I was staying with my parents when I had two weeks holiday. My parents lived about 30 kilometres from where Laurie worked. One day we received a phone call requesting that I come and operate the ferry during the daytime as Laurie had at that stage no relief staff and had been on duty with practically no sleep for 11 days straight. He'd been keeping herself awake with caffeine and pep-up pills. So for two weeks I was a ferry driver to give Laurie some relief. In the end, Laurie had a premature death. His poor, tired body could not handle the pressure of insufficient rest. Rest is important for good health. But there is another aspect to this subject. At one stage of my life I was in business and there was a lot of pressure to put in extra time to get certain jobs completed. So I worked a full day and then on into the night. After a while I noticed I was working less efficiently. I felt tired all the time and was prone to making more mistakes. So I stopped working late and in the long run achieved just as much as I would have by working longer hours. Let us not kid ourselves. Our bodies were designed to have adequate rest and if they don't get enough, they rebel, as did Laurie's, and then we are of little use to anybody. They say that a change is as good as a rest, and it's true. When God created human beings, he designed that one day of the week, the Sabbath, should be put aside to have a change a rest from all the normal activities of life. 
And do you know, it really works. Those who honour God by keeping the Sabbath as he designed generally live longer and healthier lives than the general population. Now we've come to the last letter of New Start. The letter is T, and it stands for Trust. It's good to be associated with someone you can trust. It's good when other people can trust you. Without trust, there is always fear and uncertainty and a feeling of anxiousness. Those feelings are negative and gnaw away inside you. And like stress can lead to various unwanted physical and psychological illnesses. When you can trust yourself and you can trust those who are nearest and dearest to you, you can get on with your life without worrying about what will happen next. Often, though, we let ourselves down and sometimes others disappoint us as well. But there is someone who can can be completely trusted, and that's Jesus. Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 8 says this, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Now you can trust someone like that. In the book of James, the next one on from Hebrews, in chapter 1, verse 17, it says, Every good gift and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. Over and over again, there are statements in God's holy word, the Bible, that God loves you. He loves you each and every day, even when you turn your back on him. His promises are true, and you can rely on them. Put your trust in God. He will never betray you. Talk to him. Share your innermost thoughts with him. Not only being able to trust in the one who is completely trustworthy will be good for your mind, but good for your whole being. To be able to trust with complete confidence is good for your health. The dear old Apostle John wrote in his last book in a message to Gaius these words. It's from Third John verse 2. Dear friend, I pray that you may enjoy good health and that all may go well with you. And I want to say, dear listeners, I pray that you may be in good health, and that all may go well with you. By taking seriously the principles outlined in the New Start acronym, you have ten basic ingredients to enjoy good health. I hope this has all been helpful to you. Well, that's it for today. I look forward to having you join me next week. And in the meantime, I wish you God's blessings 
and good health.